my guys, it's Real Talk with Tracy. What do I want to talk about today? I want to talk about my breast implants, why I got them, why I feel it was a mistake, and 13 years later, which is now, why I got a explant surgery, which is removal of my breast implants and the capsule created by my body around it. And I got a lift and an areola reduction. And I just wanted to kind of tell you my journey. I also have a few videos on my YouTube channel, which is the same Hi Guys Real Talk with Tracy, um, where you can see me talk about different aspects of the surgery but I guess it was about 13 or 14 years ago, as I'm getting older as a woman, I'm in my late 40s, and I'm just feeling kind of blah. I'm looking at my breasts, they're all natural, but the nipples have kind of like, they kind of look sad, they're kind of looking around on the floor. I used to tell my friend, they're looking for pennies <laughs> or for money or something on the floor, I don't know what they're doing, but you know, they weren't perky anymore. And I just didn't like the way I looked. I've always been like really hippie, like small waist, big hips. And my grandma had a huge caboose and it was always hard in clothing because things would be tight in the hips and huge in the waist. And it just wasn't proportional. It was like 13 or 14 inch difference between my waist and hips. You know, now we see with the Kardashians, that's like really in. But for me, it was always really, really hard for clothing. And I just, I didn't like it. I didn't want to have a roll of fat on each side of my hip. So I sought out a surgeon to do a breast lift so they would look more perky. I didn't care about the size. I was like a small C cup and I really didn't want to have big boobs all I wanted was a lift and I wanted liposuction on my hips because I needed to take a few inches off of each side just so I could feel more balanced out and it would be easier to buy pants and clothes and I would feel better about my body. So started looking around. I go to someone in Santa Clarita and he's like, oh, you know, you got to lose 20 pounds. And it's like, that's just what you want to hear. Like, like what? I'm too fat for surgery. Like, come back to me when you've lost 20 pounds. And I'm like, okay, buddy, screw that. I'm checking you off my list. Okay, so next, go down to, where do you go? You go to like Beverly Hills, or you go down to Encino, you know, Sherman Oaks, uh, Newport Beach. When you're in California, you go to these places. Well, Beverly Hills is way, 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 way too expensive so, uh, you know, I'm looking at feedback online. I'm reading all, all the feedback and I find this doctor. I won't mention his name, but he's a very prominent, well-known doctor in Encino. And I meet with him and he, you know, his office, you walk in there, you feel like you're in a freaking mansion. It's like gorgeous, you know, like you're in an episode of, I don't know, the Kardashians or something. I mean, it's like beautiful. His office is spotless and gorgeous. It looks like you're in an art gallery and you could tell it's like super high end. And I'm thinking, oh wow, what is this going to cost? Right. 
Um, but I meet with him and he was, seems very caring, very knowledgeable and really took his time and talked with me. And I told him about everything that bothered me. And he said, you have to get implants. And I'm like, but I really don't want implants. He said, look, I do this every day and you can get a lift, but they're just not going to look as good. If you don't put implants, you're kind of hourglass figure this would balance the way your whole body looks. It'll it'll be such a improvement in your figure and we won't make them big. I go, listen, I'm already a small C. I do not want to be a D. Oh no, we're going to put really small, really small implants in there and it'll be, it'll be great. It'll be fine. So, you know, um, I'm usually a really good advocate for everybody and myself but I guess I was kind of whisked away into this adult Disneyland world of plastic surgery and so impressed by his feedback and his fancy office and, you know, all of this that I just said, what the hell, let's just do this. And I wanted to feel, I was feeling frumpy. I was feeling like my husband still looks really, 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 really good ever since we got married, which we're going on 40 years being together next March. So I felt like my husband's body and the way he looks was holding up a lot better than how I look. And I was feeling insecure. He wasn't doing anything to make me feel insecure, but I was just getting older and I was feeling like I need to keep up. Like, I need to make sure that I look, you know, I look good for him. Um, so anyhow, I go in and I got everything done at once. And I got to tell you, when they tell you that there's no pain in plastic surgery, when they say that, they lie. Okay, they lie. There is pain. I promise you. So it was hours and hours and hours. I don't know if it was like nine or 10 hours or whatever it was. It was like went to a surgery center again in Sino and it was very professional and clean and wonderful and everything, but it was a very, 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 very long procedure. My husband brings me home. I'm mad as shit because I'm in so much pain. I could not feed myself soup. I was shaking so bad. I could not get out of bed by myself. I literally said to my husband, now the surgeon called that night and said, you have to get up every couple hours and walk so you don't get a blood clot. You have to like set the alarm and get up every couple hours and walk around your house. And I said to my husband, you are going to have to somehow put a towel behind my back and like lift me because I couldn't use my arms because my breasts were killing me. My hips were killing me. I had some lipo on the outside of my legs. My legs were killing me. Everything was killing me. I could not even, I, I'm telling you, I could not even roll, roll out of bed onto my feet. That's how bad it was. And I wish to God I would have stayed over in a hotel with a nurse for a couple days because even though my husband loves me and everything, I don't think anybody understands how much pain you're in and how hard this is and how you feel so vulnerable and so helpless and it is awful. And I said to my husband, you are going to have to get me up and out of bed 
every two hours or I'm just going to lay here and pee myself. I mean, I literally was so helpless. I felt like an injured bird or something. I mean, it was, it was awful. I had to wear these really, really tight, um, garments over my legs and hips that just had a hole in the crotch where you go pee and poop through. Um, because you need all this compression to make sure all the tissues and everything, you know, heal back. And I just remember just having so much pain in my chest and then going to the doctor and I don't know if it was the next day or the day after, this is like over 13 years ago, but I remember him unwrapping me and looking at my breast and feeling utterly disappointed feeling like, what the hell? I talked to you in depth and I even gave you pictures of many women's breasts. And I made it a point to tell you the areola needed to be smaller and the nipples needed to be up higher. And they were still low. Were they pointing out straight now and looking straight ahead? Yes. He did like a lollipop lift, so I had cutting all around my areola and then down the bottom. And I had these implants that I immediately thought, shit, they're too big. And I said to him, why are my nipples still here? Why I wanted them up here. And he said, oh, you know, they just wouldn't pull all the ways up. Like I tried You know, he gave me some bullshit answer about how he tried, but that was the highest they'd go or some shit like this. So anyway, now I'm like in pain. I've paid probably at that point, I think it was like 15 or $16,000 to have all of this work done and I'm trying to heal and I'm looking at it and I'm going, okay, they do look better than they did. They look a little better but they're big. I didn't want them this big. Maybe they're swollen. Maybe that swelling will go down, but at least they're not looking down to the floor. At least they're going to be an improvement over what they were. And so I dealt with it. A little while after I look and one hip is larger than the other. So then I go back to the same doctor And I'm trying to be as nice as I can, but I'm already feeling like really freaking aggravated. And I'm like, listen, you can tell that this hip looks completely different than this hip over here. And, you know, I really need you to go in and like take more fat out of the side because it's not balanced. Anybody can see that this is off. And he's, you know, egomaniac, kind kind of like insulted a little bit. Um, he didn't like the tone I was using, which was kind of like very to the point. Um, and I could tell that he gave me a little bit of pushback and I said, listen, you don't need to put me under again. I could be completely awake. You could just give me a couple shots and just take a little more off the side. I'm fine with being awake during this. So we go back in. He lipos the other side more. Okay, now I'm balanced. Now it's even. So it's even and I am stuck with these breast implants. So I go through the whole healing. 
And I go through the whole healing and I'm feeling like, this is an over-exaggeration, but I almost want to say to you, I'm feeling like Dolly Parton. When I put on a shirt that's fitted, I feel like I'm pushing my chest out into everybody's face and I hate it. Now my husband's like, they look great. My husband's like loving them, right? Because now I have more boobs for him to grab onto and he's really enjoying it, but I'm not. And then as the years go by, I have herniated disc in my back. I have degenerative disc disease. My neck is always hurting. My shoulders are always hurting. My back is always hurting. I have Hashimoto's disease. I'm starting to get a lot of inflammation, like where my joints and my hands are aching. My memory's really crapping out over the years. I'm just starting to feel like my health is taking like a decline. And... After COVID and not wearing a bra hardly at all for those three years, like when I was home during the day, I wouldn't wear a bra. Like, why wear a bra? Bras aren't, hey guys, bras are not comfortable usually, right? And they already kind of weren't what I wanted. And I already had in my mind to kind of like, I'm going to have to redo these someday because I'm going to have to get these breast implants out of there because you're not even supposed to have them over 10 years. I didn't give any thought about this at the moment. I just wanted to look better, feel more attractive. I was feeling insecure. I was feeling inadequate. I grew up with a father who was always telling me that I was stupid, that I was fat, that I was gonna amount to nothing. So this is what I had in my head because I think of how I grew up. Not because of the way my husband was, because my husband was a good husband. He's still a great, a great husband. But I, I've never felt good enough, no matter what I do, no matter how much money I made, no matter how many sales I did, no matter what I achieved, nothing's ever enough because I feel defective or I have in the past felt defective and inadequate because I had an overbearing, narcissistic um, father and then also mother who like didn't even want me cooking in the kitchen because I could ruin something, you know, only she could cook in the kitchen. So it's like, I didn't even learn how to cook from her. I learned from my grandmother because God forbid I make a mistake because nobody could be as wonderful as she was. So growing up with parents like this, it really, it's really hard. And it really sets you up to feel like no matter what you do, you're a failure, nothing's enough. So that was kind of like my mindset, right? And I'm, I was at a job where I had to look a certain way. Um, I was worried because I knew that actually maybe this was after I was laid off my job. I think this was after I was laid off from being with my job with L'Oreal for almost two decades. Okay, so then I'm thinking I got to remarket myself. I have to be like, you know, I have to look like this. I have to look like that. So put all this pressure on myself. Um Anyway, time's going by, we go into COVID and everything, and they're just looking worse and worse and worse to the point where if I'm like in the mirror, I'm looking at my chest and I feel so ugly. They've dropped, they're saggy, they're ugly, the areolas are bigger, I hate it. 
Now, I learned a lesson. You don't go back to a surgeon who does not give you what you want in the beginning. Don't go back to that person. You find somebody better. I started reading about breast implant illness and all the symptoms. Check, 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 check. Brain fog, check. Inflammation, check. Dizzy, check. All these things. Check, 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 check. Chronic neck and back pain every day of my life. Check. And I decided that's it. I'm getting them out. I'm getting them out. I don't want them. I never wanted them. What I wanted was cute, perky breasts, even if they were a B cup, a B or C. I have my own breast tissue. It's not like I don't have any breast tissue. So I started looking and I found a great surgeon in Sherman Oaks named Elliot Hirsch, who has done tons of breast augmentations, reconstruction. He's very well known. He's very well liked. He's very admired. I met him. He seems to be extremely talented and gifted and ethical and he had a great bedside manner and he checked all my boxes and I'm like that's it I put a thousand dollar down payment six months ago and I said I just want them out I want the capsule out I want the whole end block thing I want them out and I want the nipples up high and I want them smaller and he says, but what if you're wearing like a bikini at the beach and you go to wave some <laughs> and you go to wave somebody to somebody and your nipple pops out? And I said, that's so hysterical because I'm in my 60s. I'm not going to be wearing a bikini at the beach and I'm not going to be waving at anybody. And so I'm not worried about my nipple popping out. What if you're wearing a plunging neckline? I go, listen, I'm not going to be wearing any plunging necklines. That's not me at all. But I definitely want a certain look. I don't want to go through all this again and then be disappointed. I really need you to do the following. And he said, okay, I will. And he really heard me and he really listened to me. And I went in and I got to say a couple weeks ago before I went in, um, with the war going on in the Middle East, and me just being in the Middle East six months before, I felt very depressed. I felt very anxious. I felt very sad. I felt very worried about everybody in Israel, about all the innocent people in Gaza, about everybody I met in the Middle East when I was there. I went to Petra. I went to Amman, Jordan. I went to Israel. I love humanity. I love people. Um, I was laying up at night thinking about the people, praying for everybody, worried about the people that were kidnapped, worried about people being killed on both sides. I was a wreck, and then my dog gets sicker and sicker and sicker, and I have to put my dog down. And I wind up getting shingles on my ass. Okay, so now I'm like, this is like 11 days before my surgery. I get this outbreak of shingles. Now, I've already had the shingles vaccine, so it's like, what the hell? I can't believe this. So I don't want to go into my doctor's office because I've already had COVID. I don't want to take the chance of getting sick before my surgery. And so here I am on the video chat with my doctor and having to give her 
pretty much a shot of through my phone of what's going on on my ass. And she's, <laughs> it's the nurse practitioner who I just love her. She says, Oh, Trace, that's shingles. And I'm like, No, are you sure? She goes, Yes, I am sure. Okay, so I'm running a fever. I have blisters all over my ass. I, I purposely took the two vaccines not to ever get shingles, but because of the stress of what's happening and because I internalize other people's pain so much, I was making myself sick and then with my dog. So now I have to make the decision, what do I do? Do I put off getting the surgery? So I'm on antiviral medication every eight hours so now I'm setting an alarm because I have to get up at 6 a.m. and take a pill. Got to take another one at 2. Got to take another one at 10. And I'm just trying to get through every day with the pain of shingles. Gave me horrible nerve pain like in my back and my limbs. I mean, and I'm trying to get ready for surgery. So luckily, it kind of cleared itself up a couple days before surgery. I go in for surgery, my doctor's there, the nurses are there, everybody's so nice, everybody's so accommodating. I'm at the surgical center called Prime Surgical Center in Encino, California. Everybody's super, super like caring and warm and friendly and I feel like I'm really being taken care of really well and the anesthesiologist is asking me a bunch of questions and I'm saying to him, you know, when I had my nose worked on, I had a horrible sore throat for two weeks because the anesthesiologist, whatever he did with the tube down my throat, I mean, it was like someone took a rake to the back of my throat. I was in such bad pain in my throat for two weeks after I got my nose worked on. And he said, well, I'm glad you told me that. I'm going to use a smaller tube. I'm going to be extra, extra gentle. He asked me bunches of questions and then my doctor, who I adore, came in and he marked, you know, I hadn't seen him in six months and I said, well, I want to remind you and he goes, I know, I read all the notes, you want the areola small, you want the nipples up high. He's like, you know, we're going to do this for you and he, he just, he's just so warm and he has such a great bedside manner and he marked everything and then he had me look in the mirror and he goes this is where the nipples are going to be and I'm like wow you can raise them way up there oh my god this is going to be amazing <laughs> this is going to be amazing really you can do like you can do this oh my god so I'm getting wheeled in and you guys I was so at peace I was so at peace with the process because I knew that I was in great hands I knew I had vetted this doctor, this surgeon, the whole situation, read so much feedback, seen so many pictures. I knew that I made a really good, solid choice. And I felt really, really, really good in my choice going into this. And so I lay there and I just, I, I looked up at him and I said, that's amazing. I'm not so nervous. I, I'm feeling actually so good and positive about the whole situation. And then I came home. Uh, my husband brought me home and I'm feeling like maybe one side's a little more swollen than the other. And so I have a cell number. I call him and he's like, send me pictures. Let me, you know, let me see 
because I'm 45 minutes away. And I'm so nervous. I have drains sticking out of my sides because all this blood has to drain out because they're taking these huge, these implants out and they're pushing together all of your tissues. And so you're going to drain all these bloods and fluids and it's going to come out of you for like six days. Okay. So I have drains coming out of my sides and these little, like little baggies, these little pockets, these little drain holders that I bought on Amazon. It's like you wear it around your waist and then there's like two little pockets and I got the drains in there and I've just had the surgery and I'm having my husband unwrap me and I'm so nervous and I'm such a freaking wreck. And I look at my breast and I'm like, oh my God, is that me? Oh my God, that's me? Oh, they're beautiful. Oh my God. I, I was like so taken back. I never knew they could look this good. They never looked this good naturally my entire life. And these are always the breasts that I wanted. And they were beautiful. They were beautiful. The shape, everything. And I'm like, I can't believe this. It's like, I feel like I'm staring at the chest of a 20-year-old woman or somebody who I would really admire. Like when I was a kid, I remember seeing like, like what was her name? Jamie... Jamie Lynn movies. What was her name? Anyway, she had great breasts. So they're smaller. They're like a big B or a small C, but like the shape and everything, they're so good. I couldn't get over it. So I'm having my husband take pictures and the doctor comes back. He's like, everything's fine. You don't have to worry. You know, he was so nice, so accommodating. So my husband wraps me back up. I had to take a shower every day. I had to be very, very careful I had a strip, it's called stripping the tubes, where you grab onto the tube with one hand and you make sure you don't pull it out of your body. It's actually stitched in. And then you take the other hand and there's like um, a little alcohol pad and you push all the liquid that's coming out of your body into the bulb. And then you open the bulb and then you look and then you measure it and then you chart it and you, and you write everything down, what time, how much. And then you put it like in this little plastic cup and you do this on both sides and then you depress the bulbs to create a suction because you want the suction continually going and pulling all this liquid out of your body. So that's the, that's the purpose to clean it all out. So it was, it was a challenge. They were very burny, my breast and super itchy, super, super itchy. And the first night I could not sleep at all. I felt like I drank a gallon of coffee. I had gotten a pain shot. Um, and I forget exactly what it's called Emperel or something. Anyway, I got the shot for pain, which I paid $400 extra for, but they were still very like burny, burning and itchy. So I did take an opiate the first day and then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get so constipated from this. Screw it. I'm just going to switch. Now I'm going to do Tylenol. And so that's what I did. I did every six hours. I did two 500 Tylenols with like a piece of toast, a couple eggs, um, eating whatever, chicken soup. You know, you have to, I was eating a lot of nuts. Actually, when I saw my doctor and had the drains out, yesterday, he's like, I want you to go out and eat a steak. 
And I'm like, really? And he goes, yes, you really need to up your protein to heal properly. So I really just go out, get a big old hamburger, get a steak, eat lots and lots and lots of protein. So that's what I'm going to do. So I went in day six, the drains come out and then I'm wearing a kind of supportive bra that, that opens up in the, and closes in the front. I had a great night's sleep last night. Um, I was running a very low grade fever. Um, and that's another reason that I called him the first night, but this was normal, your body trying to heal itself, but you know, um, it's a major deal. It's not for the faint of heart. It's a major deal, but am I glad I did it? I am really glad I am still very taped up and I can't see everything because the kind of stitches I have are going to dissolve and slowly with showering every day, the tape will come off and, but I can see the shape. I can see the nipples. I can see the placement. I, I mean, they, they're just beautiful. I could not thank him enough. And then you know what I did? I took pictures of my old breast and my new breast and I sent it to the old surgeon in Encino. And I said, listen, you did my, my, <laughs> you did my so-called lift and implants 13 or 14 years ago. This is what they look like. This is what you gave me. That's never what I wanted. But look at me today. Look at me now. Now I have what I finally wanted. I have beautiful breasts. And you know what's really weird? I, for years, have had chronic neck and back pain. Like, I feel sore and cramped up all the time. My neck, the bottom of my base of my neck, going into my shoulders, it's always aching. Every day I come home and I'm like complaining. And my husband's like, oh, take some Tylenol. I'm like, oh, honey, you gotta rub my, you gotta rub my shoulders, they're killing me. I mean, I've been living this way and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Do you know, since I got my implants out, I have no neck pain, I have no shoulder pain. I have no back pain, nothing, nothing. The pain is gone. It's like someone turned a switch, boom. So I am so happy to have gotten this surgery done. And I really wanted to share it with you because now that I'm 60 going into my senior years, this is going to be a life changer for me. It's going to help me for the rest of my life, especially with degenerative disc disease and the fact that I have herniated disc in my lower back, being able to stand up straight and push out my chest without feeling like I'm shoving these big boobs, which I never wanted into someone's face. I can stand proud and tall and I can just breathe. I feel like the elephant's been taken off my chest. So I want to encourage any of you, if you're considering this, just make sure you get a wonderful, wonderful, incredible surgeon. And then, of course, you have to go for a pre-op visit. You have to get cleared. You have to get an EKG. You have to get blood work. you got to do all that before you go in for surgery. And then you got to give it time. And I think it's going to take quite a lot of time for me to heal. I'm still really itchy. I'm still kind of uncomfortable. 
but I'm just hanging out at home. I'm walking around my living room. I put my dog in camp. She's having her best life, hanging out with other dogs, maybe for another four or five days. And I'm very happy with the decision that I made. And if you're considering getting implants or getting them removed or getting a lift, I hope that this podcast will give some light, shed some light on what I've been through to help you guys, because that's why I do my podcast. I do my podcast because they're cathartic for me, but they're also really, I want to be really helpful to other people. I don't want people to feel so alone in things that they're going through. I want them to know that there's other people going through similar things and feel free to reach out. If you have any questions, I will get back to you. Thank you for letting me share my story and please check me out also on YouTube at Hi Guys Real Talk with Tracy. Take care, sending love and light and always praying for peace for the entire world. All right, guys. Bye bye.